Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Welcome in, Wednesday edition, Three Dudes with a View. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Uh, dude number two, Clayton Harris, is still out there driving the bus. How you doing, man? Clayton, can you hear me? Ah, unclear. Not a very good connection. And Mr. Jim York has not yet joined us today, so... He may be in another election commission meeting, or he may be coming in pretty soon. Clayton, can you hear me now? I can. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. So you're taking your son, Thomas, on a field trip today. Is that what's going on? Yes, sir. I'm here waiting in line for him to go. We're going to head to go to a thing called Mansker Station. Kind of takes you back in time to the 1700s. So look, looking forward to that. Thomas is in third grade, right? Yes, sir. He is. He's a, he's a third grader. All right. Well, you guys have fun. That'll be a ball. Yeah. Well, thank you. We're, we're, we are looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, folks. The. Uh, in case you hadn't heard about it yet, Speaker McCarthy of the United States Congress was voted out yesterday as Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives. Um, it's, you know, Clayton and I talked at length about it yesterday evening, sitting right out here on the front porch. Um, you know, it's Andy Ogles, our own congressman, even though you could tell by his social media posts uh, during the day, uh he was very conflicted um, as to how he would vote, and ultimately he voted uh, in favor of keeping uh, Speaker McCarthy. Uh, and I respect that. I respect that. Uh, I respect that he had difficulties deciding what to do. Uh, it's it's very easy sitting out here, uh, you know, going. Well, I know exactly what I would do, uh, and. <laughs> Yet when Andy uh, was making a vote where the, the margins were very thin and his vote really did count, um, then then he struggled with it. And, and I, I certainly respect that because, you know, Clayton, I can give you the I, know, uh, the I know what I would do speech in just a minute. But if you're up there when you really have to do it, that's obviously a whole different matter. Uh, but here's what uh, Clayton and I talked about with regard to Speaker McCarthy and what was going on. Uh, what he, what Speaker McCarthy tried to do was to pass a continuing resolution or a, a continuing authorization to keep the government open with just Republican votes. Uh, and he tried two or three times and could not get enough Republican votes because of various issues, uh, even though they hold the majority, he couldn't get enough Republican votes to pass a uh, a continuing authorization to keep the government open. 
So then he reached across the aisle and opened, uh, uh, instead of a closed proceeding, he allowed the Democrats to vote. So with a combination of Democratic and Republican votes, they passed a continuing resolution keeping the government funded and open for another 45 days. Now, what, you know, so I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly what I would have done, you know, and what the <laughs> right thing to do was. <laughs> the, uh, you know, what Speaker McCarthy could have done. And, and I think this is what Tim Birch and our friend off to the East Congressman, uh, he voted, he voted against Speaker McCarthy. Uh, <clears throat> he could have, what he, what he could have done is he could have, you know, tried to get a continuing resolution with all Republican votes. And upon failing that, he could have just said, okay, boys and girls, you know, we're not going to have another vote on anything until all you Republicans get in a sandbox with each other and come to an agreement. That's what I used to do with my children. Coach Mike Lyle, you're over there grinning. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's it, it. Unfortunately, it sounds like a bunch of kids playing. <laughs> uh huh. And, and, and these are supposed to be adult men that uh, are, are in charge of running our country. Um, you know, I'm not exactly sure just how uh, important the speaker's role is other than, you know, I just kind of analogies to this. You have a boat and you got a small rudder that's got to go. It's got to direct that boat. You know, you may not agree with the direction that boat's going, but it's in control. You take that rudder away, and the boat is out of control. Yeah, it is. And you have no idea where it's going, how it's going to spin, and stuff like that. And I think we're, we just kind of got rid of the rudder. <laughs> we got rid of the rudder. Well, and uh, you know, I mean, you know, where, where is it going to go said, from here? He, he tried two or three times, you know, to get a continuing resolution, and the Republicans have a majority. They have the votes. But they all, they, you know, some wanted to fund more for Ukraine, some less, some wanted to cut government spending. And so they couldn't, uh, all of them all agree on a single resolution enough to pass the resolution with just Republican votes. So McCarthy felt that he had to open it up to Democratic votes because he felt that he had to keep the government open. Now, there's the central premise. I mean, you know, if I were in charge, what I would have said is, okay, we are done. The government's shut down, and I would have said it to my own people, the Republicans. You boys and girls get together in a room, and the government's going to be shut down, and the House is going to be do nothing else until you guys come out of there with an agreement. And, then, and basically, I'll let you go explain to your constituents why we can't come to an agreement. Yep. <laughs> and see how long it lasts. Get in the dadgum sandbox until you can play together well. And, um, I mean, so that's uh, Coach Mike Lyle. Clayton, that's what we talked about last night. Yeah, well, here's the other thing, too, Del. Uh When you have to be – when there has to be 15 votes to get you in as speaker – and you win by such a thin margin and you make promises to people within your party and you don't uphold those promises or, or fall through with what you say you're going to do, then I, I mean, he cannot be shocked that this happened, honestly. I mean, um, 
I mean, we remember what it was like when he got put in. I mean, it it it, it was a all day event, and um, according to Matt Gates and some of the other eight uh, members that uh, of the Republican Party that voted with the Democrats, uh, apparently he didn't he didn't you know again he, I, I know one thing mentioned was a subpoena on Hunter Biden. They haven't done anything. They haven't done anything to try to help defund Jack Smith, uh, who's going after President Trump. And I don't know where Mr. York's at this morning, uh, but I'm sure whenever he gets on here, either today or tomorrow, he's going to talk about how Republicans don't care about, you know, federal workers and things like this and that. But don't let him fool you, because every Democrat voted to get rid of him as well. So um, I I'm not surprised. And Delk, I don't know if you saw the breaking story last night, but it appears that Steve Scalise is uh, is trying to shore up support, and it appears he'll be the guy that's voted in next week. Can Scalise get the votes? It, it appears he can. Yesterday afternoon, after the uh, proceeding, if uh, what about Steve Scalise? And he said he thought Steve Scalise would be a great speaker. Who said that? Matt Gates. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that Scalise would have the votes, though. Uh, he'd have Matt Gates's vote. I think he's a guy that that, but you know, he's the majority leader right now. I believe. I think he's a guy that you know. He's also a guy that was shot and nearly assassinated by a wacko Bernie Sanders supporter a few years back, and uh, I think he's got a lot of respect from people in Congress. So. Um, Hopefully this thing ends in a week. They're saying that the vote will be next Wednesday. So, um, huh? Well, that's. Uh, I mean, I I don't know of any reason. I mean, I don't know of any reason I I wouldn't support Steve Scalise as speaker. Um, he seems to have done a good job over the years. I don't. Other than he did get shot by a crazy Democrat, I don't really know all that much about him. Uh, He's, he seems like a pretty nice guy, though. Yeah, he. I think he's actually going through a battle of cancer right now, but um, is on his road to recovery. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that how that vote turns out. I mean, uh, it could be one of those deals where they have to do multiple rounds again. But uh, from everything that I've read overnight, it, it appears that he he's really working to uh, to shore up some support and and get the two hundred and sixteen votes that he needs. Well, now, Mr. York did text me about this last night. He said, y'all need to get it together for the sake of the country, even though I'm a dim. This one, this one party fighting makes the country very weak. If we had an emergency, duh, where is your leadership, says Mr. York. And my response was, Democrats could have voted to keep McCarthy, <laughs> you know. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I, I'm still, you know, this is like a, the whole thing looks like a Wayne County, uh, a Wayne County family incest party to me. It, it's hard to figure out who exactly got screwed, but you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate, but um, I understand both sides of the argument. Um, you know, Gates compared this to ripping the Band-Aid off, and um, well, they obviously. 
they obviously wanted some guarantees that things would be done different, and that didn't happen under the leadership of Kevin McCarthy. Well, the same thing happened with um, we have we knew we now have Mr. York joining us here shortly. All right, good deal. The uh, the same thing happened uh, to um, John Boehner and to uh, Paul Ryan, and they did the same thing that uh, they did exactly the same thing that um, um, Kevin McCarthy did, and they lost their speakerships too. Ultimately, what didn't come by a vote, they just uh, knew that they couldn't win again, so they stepped aside. Mr. Jim York, dude number one. Good morning, Delt. Sorry I'm late. I had a little computer hackle here, so I'm beating it up. I think I got McCarthy against or something like that, man. That's what we're talking about. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the Clayton, Clayton and I are, I mean, what I've been saying, well, all right, let me back up here, Mr. York. Uh, apparently, our own representative, Andy Ogles, uh, he, he posted on social media several times yesterday, and and I, it's obvious that Andy was truly undecided. Ultimately, he ended, he ended up voting. Uh, 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 he voted for Speaker McCarthy to to keep him. And uh, you know, I I mean, I respect Andy's uh, decision on that. The uh, it's so easy to sit out here and go, well, I know exactly what I would have done and what the right thing to do is, and. You know, it's easy to sit out here, but when when all of a sudden Andy is, you know, a freshman member of Congress and he's got a very important decision to make where his vote's going to count, he struggled with it. And, and I respect that, and I respect, although I'm not, well, we'll catch it on the other side, but I, I respect his decision to vote to keep McCarthy. All right, let's take a break and come back. For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the garbage man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Attention, Middle Tennessee. Ready to unlock the secret to faster, easier weight loss? Introducing the revolutionary weight loss injection that's changing lives. Now at the Dr. Gill Center. Shedding those extra pounds has never been simpler. It's quick, it's effective, and it's here to help you. Imagine stepping into a slimmer, healthier you. Our experienced team is here to guide you every step of the way, ensuring you achieve your weight loss goal. The Dr. Gill Center is looking for 10 people who have more than 15 pounds to lose in the next 30 days. Call 615-882-4838 today and start your journey to a new you. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give y'all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Three dudes with a view. I am 
dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris is out there driving the bus to take his son Thomas on a field trip. Third grade, son Thomas is in third grade. Y'all, you guys are going to have a great day. How you doing, Clayton? I'm doing well, Del. Thank you. Yeah, we're on our way to Goodlettsville. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, man. After all the fallout yesterday, it's a wonder. The, it's a wonder the world is still standing. All right, wonder the world has been standing. That's why I say it's just. It's really hard for me to. I mean, Miss York, do you have an idea of what happens next? Uh, I mean, that's well. You know, that's y'all show. You you kicked out your speaker because you know, and the Democrats didn't support him because he lies. He he wasn't a strong speaker in the first place. He took fifteen rounds to get him in. And uh, he has no credibility. And but that's y'all's fight. It's not our fight. You know, I mean, you know, we we try to do the things that's right. And 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 here's the thing that gets me. You got to speak a pro tem also that just filling in without a speaker. And he kicks Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer out of their office in the in the Capitol building. Let's let how them speak. Ele- how elementary is that? What small minded person? Time they get power, they just overbearingly do things. That's that's part of the your problem. Let's make him speaker. You know, gets gets got rid of the speaker, and and when they passed that rule to let one person stand up and dictate the future of the house, that's when they screwed up. I mean, he hijacked the thing and then put it on the internet to raise money. That's crazy. And you know, again, your party cannot govern, Del. Just face it. They have a hard time governing because they put small-minded people in elected positions. Well, I'm so proud of that, Mr. York. <laughs> we, I know you are. You are. You, we you, need you, less governance. You follow them, them like lemons are a herd of buffalo right on down the trail, you know? The less governance, the better. You know, but, but they're not doing anything for the American people, and you're always well, talking about we want, support the American people. You haven't passed any legislation that will get through the Senate that helps American people, it's all been right-wing stuff. You haven't passed any bipartisan bills. And if you look on the other side, look what Biden has done in a bipartisan fashion. Well, we just passed a bipartisan bill to keep the government open. Yeah, that that when 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 it's looked like the gates are going to close, then you're asking for help. And, and the Democrats overwhelmingly made that go through. All right, I'm trying to find this here. The uh, this Congressman Henry, he's from what either North Carolina or Texas. He's from North Carolina. That little little twerk. <laughs> All right. First thing he did as soon as he got power, get Nancy Pelosi out the office, get Steny Hoyer out. Now Nancy Pelosi was at a funeral for Diane Feinstein in San Francisco. And, and he does something that's so little, so small-minded as that. Kick her out the office. At least he could have waited until she got back to Washington, D.C. Well, they That's st- ridiculous, Dell. They still have you know, what you're talking about. And, of course, I couldn't be more delighted with this. And they just, they, two people didn't never deserved it more, Steny Hoyer and Nancy uh, Pelosi. And uh, so good on you, uh, Speaker Pro Tem Henry. Now, what we're talking about here, though, is not the, they've got they've got huge offices over in the I, I don't know the peck I can't remember the pecking order of the buildings, but they've got they've still got the nicest offices in the United States Congresses. Now, what what 
Miss York is talking about and what Henry kicked them out of were little small offices that they had actually in the capital so they could do business there without walking over to their uh, offices and what is it, the Cannon office building or the long Yeah, well, the main office is in the Cannon building, but they have an adjacent office there at the Capitol. Right. And, and I, they are high in the priority in terms of leadership, and you know, I, and it well, looks like they the, would respect that. That's the point. Uh, Pelosi and, and Hoyer are not in leadership anymore, and not they're not even poised to be in leadership, and so they don't deserve to have those perks anymore. That's the only, only a handful, usually the speaker, maybe a couple more, get these uh, offices, the, the secondary offices that are actually inside the Capitol where they can do business without having to go, you know, you have to walk the tunnel over to the Cannon office building. And again, though, because of their seniority, they have, they do have the nicest offices in the U.S. Congress. You know, poor old Andy Ogles is probably in a in a broom closet. He's in a back room somewhere in a shoebox. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a broom closet somewhere in, what is it, the Russell Long office building, which is old yeah. and dirt or something like that. And But the, uh, um, and, and I forget all my buildings, but you get the gist. Uh, but that was a priority. What I'm saying, that was a priority for Republicans as soon as they well, get in power. It should have been. Junior it should have been something. He, yeah, it should have been something. It should have been anything that he did with that. He should have tried to get his party together. Y'all are so fractionated. Y'all split up in pieces. It you got Getz something. running things. You got Marjorie Taylor Greene running things. You got Jim Jordan. You, you just don't have the governing ability, Delk. And I keep telling you that, but you deny it every time. But we no, see, I, American people see it in action. I, you know, what still mystifies me, though, is what would you have Congress do, Mr. Orr? Well, well, did you do you think the Democrat? I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think the Democrats should have supported McCarthy? You know, I, like I said a little while ago, I I can't quite really tell who got screwed here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where it's going to go and who the winner and the loser is. I really don't know. But I think the Democrats, they, they had their caucus. And because he came on, as soon as they got the, 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 the continuing resolution passed and blamed the Democrats. And then he wants a vote. Short-sightedness, not a leader. Well, and, 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 you know, they, again, let, though, him, they let him travel down the road he wanted to go, and, and that ended his speakership. What, what is your vision for leadership? Uh, you know, more uh, U.S. dollars for Ukraine, uh, more My open vision borders. for leadership is to take care of the business of the American people. Sit down and, and, and this thing compromise. Give me an example. No, what's, well, they, what's they not can work getting on done. immigration. They what? work on immigration. They can work on the problem with the border. You're screaming about the border, but no no Democrat and no Republican can sit down and talk civilly about what are oh, some solutions right. to what, try to resolve. What 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 is your solution on the border, Mr. York? Amnesty? Well, there's gonna be a certain amount of amnesty, but we have an international agreement that we have to follow, Dell. And if people come here that are oppressed. We have agreed with the world that we will accept them and try to help them. Okay, the border's open, so why is any legislation needed? The border's needed? not open. I wish you would quit saying that. The, Mr. These York, folks are filing in one by one 
going through the paperwork, one by one they're, the thing, they're 20 wide the and five miles deep it might I mean, be several different locations but they're coming to america they're not running i watched the video the other day these guys were were cutting the razor wire because they were standing on the on the on the yeah the, on the side of the of, of the river there. the U, the U.S. Border Patrol was cutting the razor wire for them so they could get in. Is that immigration reform? Right. That what you're that's, looking for? That's allowing them to go through the process. It's allowing them to go through the process. All right, Clayton, you're going to jump in here. This is why, this why, is Looney Tunes stuff. Yeah. Yeah, why, why is Eric Adams, the mayor of New York and Central America, today telling people not to come if the border's not open? Well, it's a big city. Big cities have enough problems of their own, Clayton. Well, well just a couple why, why, don't we, why don't we open up our arms here in Colombia and let them come here? To your point, though, Mr. York, you know, I ask you, what could Congress be doing if they were doing something? And you said immigration reform, and you said, well, it's going to involve amnesty, and we have a international treaty that says they've all got to, you know, their their. Um, uh, if look, you bring and they're tired, you're hungry, and you're poor, we should make some right, accommodations. So your idea of immigration reform is to let them all in, give them all amnesty. We get that, and uh, and so I mean that's happening now. Why why do we need immigration reform to make that happen? Second of all. You know, what we want is is to, you know, finish the wall, close the border, put U.S. troops on down there on the border if necessary. And it is at this point to get this stopped. Now, we might pass that out of the House, but it's going nowhere in the Senate and the president won't sign it. So we're just as well off in terms of being conservatives and responsible Americans to just to do nothing in the House. But, Absolutely but, nothing. But Delta House has never set up a committee with the Democrats to sit down and talk about it. There are solutions to problems. But, I don't have all the know, solutions, but it, there are solutions. If you want to open borders and amnesties, about it. there's nothing to talk about. Well, and, if uh, you're just hollering that, that don't we don't want them across the border, we don't want them across the border, and giving them amnesty, that's not a solution. That's a complaint. Well, it's the, they you know, can, that's, that. There, if we've got good minds in this country to sit down and work out some systems. That will accept a certain number of folks. Two and a half million illegals this year and rising. Sending them this way, but when people are oppressed and they they risk their lives through jungles and rivers and what all. I know a guy in this community that's from Venezuela. You know, and he tells me what happened to his family. I'll tell you what the. We're going to go back to this, but you know, I'll tell you one of the members of the squad. I can't remember which one. You know, they the key is once they ask for asylum, they're essentially. They, they're still illegals in my mind, but once the minute they ask for asylum, they are free to stay in this country, and they're given a court date that if, they, you know, they're given a court date that if they don't show up, you know, it's usually it's usually three or four years after they enter the country, they've gone into the wind by then. They're impossible to find. I used to work with the border uh, ICE to try to find these people who had skipped out on their court hearings. You know, they they always have multiple names, multiple identities. You know, they may have had a court hearing in San Antonio 
but they've then they had moved to to the Nashville area, and sometimes you could find them, but most often they they just couldn't be found. And so but that procedure needs to be strengthened, Elk. If we can't find people, why don't we sit down in Congress and come up with a procedure to track people that come to this country? We literally to don't give, to expand the court and the judge system so they can be dealt with expediently. Miss York, and, I used and to then work we with can them. do the things that we need to do. Then I we used... can talk to the countries that's sending them here. But I just used... complain about it, complain about it, and well, lying about we got open borders. That is not the case. Well, you know, back to the my point. You know, I ask you, what would you have the House do? And what you what you would like the House to do is to reconvene and pass amnesty and open no, borders. I, well, amnesty is going to be involved in some of the folks well, that come you know, across. I am, you know, I am, not everybody. If that's all that you Biden want the House Senate, to do, I am perfectly content to never have the House convene again. Well, that, and I think most sensible Americans feel the same way. You're perfectly content about never dealing with the problem. You know, you want to whine and whine and complain, but we have a, a, Trump a decreasing workforce in this country. We ought to allow them to and come it, in. We ought to immediately give them work visas so they can work and take care of themselves instead of being on the on the on the dole and 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 then set up some parameters to accept a certain number of folk and then work with the countries that's sending them here, including Mexico and okay, Venezuela folks, I hope and Cuba. And if and if you are for this, you are for the House reconvening. Meantime, I'm not, uh, and I I could care well, less. Y'all don't want to govern. It's obvious you don't want to govern. Yes, we can govern by sitting on our hands, and, the, and <laughs> we can sit. All we can do at the, right now, all we have is the House. So all we can, you know, and with weak leadership like McCarthy. Now, now look, here's what McCarthy could have done. First of all. He could have uh, um, he 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 could have he could have said, "Okay, boys and girls, we are not going to have another vote." To all you Republicans who have the majority, get together. All right, I'll tell you on the other side. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. If you happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, then your faces surely show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. When you see the happy face on our truck, you'll be smiling because you know that you're in luck. When you fixed up and you know it, Hiller solved it like you hoped it. If you're happy and you know it, shout it out. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take 5 is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Boulevard and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. They're faster than you think. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Three dudes with a view, Wednesday edition. The cold weather's coming, folks. Uh, 
Time to turn on the heat. Do not burn your house down when you do, though. Please don't do that. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. You... I want a real quick, real quick, Del. Yeah. Yesterday, yesterday we had discussed uh, uh, Bill Maher having Ron DeSantis on, and I was talking about how Florida had the lowest death rates in the country when it came to COVID. Mr. York threw out a number that 800,000 people had died of COVID in Florida. That is 100% incorrect. It was 86,000. You can go to John Hopkins. You can you can look on any official government site. The number was 86,000, not over 800,000. And on a, per, on a per capita basis, that was the lowest of the nation, right? How many did Tennessee have? I, that wasn't the question, Mr. York. You claimed okay, that Florida okay. had Okay, okay. If, if they didn't have, okay, I made a mistake on the number. Hey, you gave out false information. I just want to correct it. You said right. that the deaths were ten times the number. I know you watch MSNBC and CNN, but I wanted to correct it. It was eighty-six thousand, and that comes from the federal government website. Okay, I made a mistake. So eighty-six thousand is still a lot of people. All right. Good morning, Mr. York. Dude, number one. The lowest, lowest, lowest Eighty-six thousand would leave twenty people in Murray County. That's how many hey, folks he lost in Florida. It, it was. They had the best success of any state in the country, Mr. York. Yeah, but people still died, Clayton. Don't, we we can't seem to say that. Oh, but look, let's, 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 all right, you made. I made you. I stand corrected. That's good. But let's get back to McCarthy. What you had, Dell, was McCarthy is a fourth-string quarterback. He couldn't take a hit. And you and that's the, that's the strength of your leadership. But you can't your, take a hit. If You know, okay, well, you've said you want him to convene the House and pass amnesty uh, for all the illegals. Uh, what else do you want him to convene the okay, House to I do? Okay, I want to expand the court system to deal with the immigration problem. We need to expand the number of judges that's handling it. We need to put more pressure on the countries that are allowing their folks to come this way. We need to really allow people to work. We have a decreasing workforce. We still got one and a half jobs available for every American in in this country. We don't have the workforce. We need to allow people to work to earn their keep so that they can won't be a drain on the big cities. Well, they're going to work, Mr. York. I mean, they're working all yeah, over. Yeah, they're working illegally. Let's make well, it legal. Fine. You know, if that's what you want the House to do, I'm perfectly. It's, it's either a waste of time or counterproductive, bad for the country. So I'm not for the House convening to do any of that. Uh, let's talk about well, Yeah, the, you just want to complain. Just want to be like a duck. No, you just want no. to quack, 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 you know? I'm not for the House convening to do any of that. Now, folks, this, this has been building since John Boehner, since Paul Ryan, who all, both, both of them, uh, McCarthy's predecessors eventually caved to the Democrats and passed a and don't joined. forget Newt Gingrich got ran out too now. Well, Newt Gingrich though did not pass uh, these continuing resolutions. That that was that's a whole different story. Yeah, he shut the country. All right, Miss York, he, let me passed. let me let me tell the folks what Speaker McCarthy could have done and what people have been asking him, ask John Boehner to do, and ask Paul Ryan to do. Uh, first of all, he could when he couldn't get a. And, and he he knew that he was not going to get a Republican bill through uh, a a continuing a 
an appropriation bill to keep the government open solely with Republican votes, even though Republicans have the majority in the House. They, they couldn't get all 225 of them or whatever it is, uh, or enough of the 225 to agree on one single bill to pass it. Now, one of the things that Andy pointed out is so true. He said every doggone year, they take a full month off in August. The Congress was closed, House and Senate. They took a full month off in August. And Andy has said repeatedly, and I agree, and I've been saying it for years, why do these jokers get a month off in August? Andy was saying, if we had stayed in Congress through August, yes, we could have come to an agreement, and we wouldn't be here. And the minute, we can, the minute that we adjourn for the August recess, then this was a foregone conclusion. And I think he's right. And by golly, we're paying them, you know, they, they get plenty. We're paying these folks. They can work in August. And nobody, you know, it used to be when I was growing up that, you know, everybody took their vacation in August because school wasn't in. And so everybody went down to Destin or Panama City in August. Nobody, only the ultra rich get to take a vacation in August anymore. And if you send your kids to some up east schools where they still start when they ought to start after Labor Day, uh, you know, these $80,000 a year schools, then, yeah, you get to take your vacation at Hyannisport or Martha's Vineyard in August. But there's no reason for the United States Congress to vacation in August. And as Andy said, we could have we could have come to a Republican agreement. We could have ironed this out if we had worked all the way through August. And I totally agree. I mean, they he, took another week off this week. Yeah. Yesterday they 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 recessed the house for another week and not doing thing and they got forty five days less than forty five okay, days. So Mr. York, come up with saving the country. Mr. York, we found something we can agree on. Get your butt back in there and go to work and quit lollygagging all over the place in August. You know, and Andy's absolutely right. He's he's been saying that, and that's one of the things Steve Calise should have done. I mean, not Steve Calise. I mean. Um, Andy McCarthy should have done, and it's part of why he deserved to go, in my opinion. Now, you know, and we don't know. All right, so here's what he could have done. Kevin McCarthy could have, first of all, he could have let the the Republicans work all the way through August. Democrats, too. They might have come to a bipartisan agreement. Who knows? But more than likely, the Republicans would have uh, ironed out their differences and would get them uh, – time to do so instead uh as andy appropriately points out it's he just he's he's like running them into a a car wreck you know where they they're forced to consider a continuing resolution and enough of them just said no you know we're not going to do that and so here's what he could have done though he could have uh made them work all through august and then if the republicans did not arrive at a consensus necessary to obtain the 218 votes to keep the government open and keep it appropriated, then McCarthy, McCarthy could have just said, "Okay, fellas, we're we're you know we're in we're in, we're in adjourn adjournment until you Republicans, boys and girls, get in the sandbox, talk to each other, and come to an agreement." If that would have shut the government down, who knows how long it would have been? But who cares? Then, then I'm not no finished, Miss York. I'm not finished. Okay. Then, after they did finally come to an agreement and pass a, a bill out of the House with strictly Republican votes, 
He could have sent that over to the Senate and then adjourned the House for however long it takes until the Senate just said, Senate, you can pass this or you get nothing. The government's going to be shut down until you pass it. And it doesn't matter how long it takes. But see, Delk, you can't do that in government. And and you all haven't learned. Yes, you can. You, you can't. You, you haven't learned that decisions should be bipartisan. Everywhere you look, if you don't get the support of bipartisan, except where you have super majorities, you become tyrannical. And in what he should have done, McCarthy lost his integrity. He lied. He won't. He he, he, he comes lost up his integrity with, the, with Republicans and Democrats. No, he lost it. Right. He lost his integrity. And when you're in a position of leadership and you have no integrity, you are a fourth string quarterback. OK, now what I, we've hashed this out now. So what happens now? Uh, so I, I'm in the camp that just I, I always, you know, do something, even if it's wrong. I mean, what we've never actually <laughs> that's, that's, well, that's we've, crazy. we've never actually <laughs> ousted a speaker before. And like I said, it's a long time coming. It, it, that, that's what you know, uh, that this is these are the same exact tensions that uh, that happened to John Boehner, same exact scenario that happened with uh Paul Ryan. And so, you know, everybody said, oh, we got to govern. We got to come together. We got to reach across the aisle. We got to keep the government open. And but ultimately, Ryan and Boehner knew that they wouldn't have the votes to be reelected speaker. And they left. And it was Boehner Boehner had a larger majority that was against them. This is eight Republicans that's running the show up there. No, but they knew that both of them knew that they couldn't uh, survive a motion to vacate. So they just went on. And so, uh, you know, it, 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 in my opinion, it's time to go in and play this out. Everybody said the sky is going to fall. Planes are going to fall out of the air. You know, the river's going to run backward. Uh, let's just play this out and see what happens because, you know, it's time. It's time. Uh, now, what is going to happen? Uh, Clayton, you were telling me that you saw something where Steve Scalise was being um, uh, promoted as perhaps the new speaker. Yes, sir. They uh, they reported late last night that he was working behind the scenes to shore up support, and it it, it appears that he he's going to be the guy um, when they have the vote next Wednesday. So you heard Gates say yesterday that he was asked by media pool uh, if uh, he thought Steve Scalise would be a good speaker of the House. He said he absolutely thought he would be. So um, he's a guy. I don't think I don't think he wanted the job in January. Uh, but uh, with everything that's come to light over the past few days, uh, he's obviously changed his mind. So he, he uh, better not uh, sign uh, an agreement to have one person allow him to be vacated. That that's dumb. Well, well, you, that's, you know, that was McCarthy's downfall. He allowed one person to stand up and and and, and force a vacation of the office. That's no way to to run a run a government. Well, and again, uh, though, I'm not sure that's not healthy. And, uh, you know, it's time to do something different because whatever we've been doing hasn't been working. Well, it's, well you like got it, weak people, Delk. If you got weak people in office, what do you expect? Uh, Mr. Well, York, I, we're not going to – we've already been over what what strong leadership, in your view, would be would come in and give them all amnesty, then that would just be the beginning. After that, it'd that's be – That's part – that's a part of the solution, Delk. Yeah, after – well, amnesty, after that – Amnesty is – 
You after don't that, have it'd be a problem giving folks from Afghanistan it, amnesty. After that, it, amnesty. It, after that, it would be a, your vision, your leadership would be another four hundred billion for Ukraine. And uh, after that, I'm not sure what. You, have you ever heard of this fellow named Ibram X. Kendi? Yeah, he he wrote how to be an anti-racist. Yeah, he's an absolute looney tune and a racist. No, he's not a looney tune. He's trying to come up with solutions for the racists in this country. If they read his book, I got his book. It might help them understand how to deal with diversity, how to deal with a multicultural country. Uh, the, the, his book is the one that General Miley, who just left, and I hope the door hit him in the ass. Uh, Chief Millie? Millie, is that his name? He, the, he, yeah, he every, resigned honorably. He wanted every officer in the military to read Ibram X. Kendi's book. Folks, and this, Millie also read Marx. He wants to understand the thinking of Karl Marx. He sure as hell did. And, so, uh, so that's good for a national leader in the military to try to understand the philosophical un, uh, doings of all people that were tyrants or had philosophies. And well, they study Ibram, a lot of military ideologies. Ib- Ibram X. Kendi, uh, whose who's basic view of anti-racism is that you know, it, it's all, well, it's basically just... Let, let, it's, it's let basically, me give you a snippet of what's in the book. You haven't even read the book. He talks to his, he talks about having a child and how he's raising his child to be more receptive to people of different ethnic groups. And he talks about the fact that if you put your child in a bubble and only teach them your culture, that when they get out in the world, they have missteps and misfortunes. Well, let, let me tell you about Mr. Kendi. He's the usual outcome for this kind of fellow. He teaches at Boston University. After suddenly laying off over half his employees last week, this is Mr. Kendi's, with his center producing almost nothing since its founding, Mr. Kendi is now facing an investigation and harsh criticism from numerous colleagues complaining of financial mismanagement, dysfunctional leadership, and a failure, failure to honor obligations attached to its millions in grant money. In other words, Mr. Kendi hauled it out, out the back door in suitcases, Mr. York. Well, yeah, he got a grant. He's a, he huckster. Got a, grant. He's a huckster, and his view of what, anti-racism what about, what about your man is racist Trump? and destructive. What, what about that gag order on Trump? Who cares? See you tomorrow. What about you that gag order on Trump? Have a good day, folks. Oh, See you, Mr.